When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Suppose that you really could freeze somebody. This week on the podcast, Caroline B. Cooney's Freeze Tag. Hi, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today, as said, Caroline B. Cooney's Freeze Tag. The story of a bitch who can freeze people, literally, and the lives she ruins. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, most people in this book are pretty terrible. Uh, yeah and no. Like, yes and no. Yes I mean, and not at all. I feel like they are terrible. I didn't feel like... I felt like Megan was annoying at first, but she matured. She's... I don't... I disagree. I think that they seem like nice people... Who this, like, fucking supernatural bitch <laughs> just keeps torturing until they're like, yeah, let's fucking kill her. I'm ready to kill her. Well, so I, not for how they treated um, Lanny, Lanny, Lanny um, but just like, well, at the beginning I did think that, like, the way they treated her was kind of like how people treated Carrie, except, like, without the bullying, but more of the, like, ew, she's weird. It's pretty normal childhood, though. I definitely had the experience of, like, person's a fucking bummer. I don't want them to sleep oh, over. sure. But I think that's, like, a, it is normal, but it is not a good quality that, like, hopefully you... It's sad. Yeah. But I think that's so what it is. Universal. It's more sad. It is universal. But I don't think it's the mark of a shitty person. It's sad, yeah, though. It is sad. And But the thing was, I did feel like, because I was like, oh, everyone is being pretty, because ostensibly nobody else knows about this freezing thing, yeah. really, except for Megan. Um, and everyone's just being kind of like, like, even the parents are like, ugh, her? What is he thinking, her? And, like, I felt like while it was, I, I felt like it was a little shitty that they were being that way. But at the same time, and maybe this is just my leftover feelings from Louise, who I've mentioned in my previous, in our previous episode, mm -hmm. where it's like, yes, even though this person is really sad, they suck the life out of you so much that you need to you have, get away from yeah. them. You will get, they will make your life theirs. Yeah. And you will become, like, almost evil if you continue to be around them because it's the only way you can cope being yeah. around them is to completely you start dissociate. to get mean yourself. Yeah. And for, like, exactly. She's just a Louise. Yeah. And so everybody's like, ugh. Yeah. It's Louise. Yeah. Why is he dating Louise? What yeah. is he thinking? Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't view them as terrible people. I didn't even, like... At the end, I was like, yeah, leave her to die. Like I, I'm a worse person <laughs> than Megan is what it comes down to. Here's the thing. 
if this is the issue, if I, I, I would not, I would not bring her into my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I know it sounds really fucked up, but like, so she's okay. She is an evil being of some kind that I think is human. Uh huh. Who is just like because nobody's ever loved her, she's she turned cold. Like he, this is all a metaphor. Yeah. 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 And she can freeze others with her contact or whatever. And it's all like, oh, because nobody ever loved her, she had never experienced warmth. So she wasn't, she was able to freeze others the way that she was frozen. Exactly. Which Um, she does do. Yeah. Um, I'll give a quick, just like very brief rundown of the plot. Yeah. Um, Or we don't have a back of the book to read because we both got it on Condal. Yeah. Um, I found one on Amazon. If it's good enough for Amazon, it's good enough for teen creeps. All Speak right. for yourself. <laughs> when friends Megan, West, and Tuesday play freeze tag with Lon- oh, I keep wanting to say Lonnie. Um, Lanny, they quickly realize it's no ordinary game. When Lanny tags someone, they actually freeze. They turn icy blue and cold, like death. Years later in high school, the memory of Lanny's power has been dismissed as a childhood fantasy. And Megan and West are the perfect high school couple, totally in love. But Lanny is determined to have the gorgeous West for herself. And if she doesn't get what she wants, she'll freeze Megan to death. No, good description. Accurate. Yeah. So to just fill in some details then, um, what happens is when they're playing freeze tag as kids, it's because Lanny is really jealous of Megan being friends with all the Trevor, all the kids in the Trevor family. Um, whereas, like, we talked about nobody wants to invite her to sleep over. Yeah. And, like, nobody has ever <laughs> invited yeah. her to sleep over. And that's, like, all very sad. I think that, like, the saddest part is when she's, like, nine and she, yeah. like, wants to play with them but doesn't understand how to love. She's, like, a Wednesday Addams-y type of person but way yeah. less charming. Yeah. Like, way less cute, way less charming, way she's less witty. Like, she's, she's creepy. She's, she's a just creepy, creepy kid. She's just a creepy kid. Um, and I understand, like, I don't know, just instinctively, you back off from the creepy kid. Yeah. It's sad, but it does feel like, because then you're surrounded by that all the time. Yeah. And it's like with Wes, you don't want to make that your life. It's true. But maybe if, I, I feel like at, at nine years old, maybe. But if you're a nine-year-old, too. Well, I'm saying... No, no, no. I'm saying at nine years old, there is a chance you could like flip it and not. Yeah. And, and that could you she wouldn't be the sure. creepy creep creep. Yeah. But yeah. a nine year old is not going to have the same kind of empathy that like an adult reading this book would. Yeah. So for sure. I mean, it's sad, but she is. a. I mean, her parents are the villains. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Because her life is really fucked up and sad. They fucking suck. <laughs> They're um, horrible. So I'll sorry, I'll keep. Filling in some details. So they're playing freeze tag. She freezes everybody when they do. And it's like she commands everybody to play freeze tag and they can't help but obey. Mm -hmm. And then she unfreezes everybody, but she doesn't want to unfreeze Megan. And West, the boy that Megan already has a crush on, who's like 11 at the time, and Lanny is eight. She, um, West says to her, please unfreeze Megan. I'll do whatever you want. And Lanny says, okay, you have to like me the best. And he's like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking it means nothing. 
And then when they're teenagers, Lanny and Weston and Megan are deeply in love and obsessed with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Lanny comes to make good on or comes to collect the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she's like, and if you don't follow. And I thought it was going to be that um, she like co- sort of bewitches him. That's what I thought, too. And that then Megan was going to have to free him from the spell, mm-hmm. so to speak. But really, it's like West does not want to go with her. No. But Lanny's like, if you don't fucking come with me, I'm going to fucking free somebody at school. Yeah, she's like, I'll and freeze your girlfriend. I'll freeze, freeze your sister. Fucking whoever. I'm going to freeze. Like, tomorrow, you're going to regret this. And they're like, oh, okay, weirdo. And then they come to school the next day, and she has frozen some random J-named girl. Yeah. Which is not uh, us Jessica. saying random J-name. A random, like, yeah. nobody quite knows what the no, girl's name is. No, because there are so many different Jessicas at the school. They're like, who could it be? We don't know. Yeah, there's, Whatever. like, a, a tiny running joke of, like, nobody can quite remember the name of the girl yeah. who got frozen. Um, and, and so then she's like, if you don't come with me, Wes, I'm not going to unfreeze her. I'm not going to unfreeze Jessica. What's her face? He's yeah. like, okay. And then, and then she does it again. And she's like, okay, I'm going to freeze your sister Tuesday then. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, okay, I'm going to freeze Megan then. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Okay. If you don't come with me, I'm going to freeze all of those six year olds at the bus stop. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. She also, just like, keeps she like to freeze people. Sh- and for some of them, she will freeze them and be like, See? And he's like, I, I love you. It. I do and then it. She, or she's like, give me your heart. And he's like, okay, you have my heart. And she's like, okay, thank you. And then like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Let's go. It's like. And then the whole thing is that like, even though he isn't actually in love with her or anything, just by like his hatred for her, his like heart turns cold. And then he, his younger sister Tuesday, who is Megan's best friend, and their little brother Brown mm-hmm. trick Lanny into waiting in West's truck that he's fixing up, knowing that the handles on the inside are broken and she won't be able to get out. And then they're like, "Well, took care of that," and they yeah. are ready to wash their hands of the situation. And then Megan's like, "No, love conquers all," and she goes and she frees Lanny mm-hmm. from the truck and and. The book ends on Megan going like, here, let's get you to my house where it's warm. Yeah. And that's the end of the book, which I was very surprised by the abrupt ending. I was like, oh, there's not even, there's no like redeeming scene where Lanny's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah. It's just, she helps her to her house. And so what I'm imagining happens after that is that Lanny threatens to freeze her. Yeah. And it just starts all over again. The whole book Lanny fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I felt, I did find myself feeling bad for Lanny a lot. Um, at, but, you know, not bad enough to be your friend. You know not what I mean? bad enough for me to think other, everybody else was shitty. Except for her parents. Her parents and were pretty her bad. Oh, her stepdad was, was bad. The part Oh, her stepmom was bad too. Yep. She just drops her off. So she's got these fucking parents. Who are not nice to her, and they get divorced, and they each get remarried, and then the dad dies. And so the stepmom just drives up with Lanny and was like, here, she's your problem now. Yeah, and the mom dies. The, yeah, because Lanny freezes her mom while she's driving yeah. and makes her crash. Yeah. And then 
The scene with the mom and the stepdad being so affectionate with the new dog he's gotten. That was fucked up. (laughs) Dude. Like, showing the dog affection they never showed Lanny, that was very sad. That part was really... So they get this, like, beautiful Irish setter. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And they're like, we need a perfect name for this perfect dog. And Lanny's, like, standing five feet away. Yeah. Just standing there. Yeah. And they're like, the dog, the dog is so perfect. look at this beautiful dog. Beautiful, beautiful. And then so she freezes the dog. Yep. (laughs) And they're like, the dog, the dog. Oh, my beautiful dog. (laughs) So, you know what? I did forget that she, like, literally killed people. So, I, yeah. you know what? I take it back. I don't feel as bad for her. Yeah. She's um, not good. She's yeah. not redeeming. Yeah. And I mean, I, think, I get that, like, the whole point is that Megan is still right. She is right. I just don't want to. But also. Do that. She's fucking evil. And leave her in the car to die. Like, that was the, the way thing. that she has left everyone else to die in the cold. Because, yeah, like, so the movie or it, I think the difference is that we never get to see a perspective from Lanny. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have changed things for us a little bit just because, like, in Carrie, we cared a lot more about her. Um, And, like, both of them are products of their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, But because we're never inside her head and all we see is that she killed her parents. Or mm-hmm. she killed her her mom and stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, and dog. And dog. And then anybody else? Oh, she froze. I mean, she froze that girl, another J girl. But yeah, then, Jacqueline yeah, or something. But, like, hasn't unfrozen her. And, like, had every intention to kill Megan. Yeah. Um, and Tuesday. And Tuesday. And Brown, if Brown messed with her. Um, Who's 11. Brown is the hero of this book for me. That moment where he's like, oh, I know Lanny. I can just be your boyfriend. I and know. then Wes can be with Megan, and then it'll be fine. And she's like, fuck you, you're 11. And he's <laughs> like, well, I tried. Let's kill you instead. <laughs> I love that, that he tried. I loved him. And then um, right after. it was so sweet. I loved that. And then afterwards, uh, he's like, uh, she's like, ha, ha, ha. I would never date an 11-year-old. And he's like, meh. And then um, West kisses Lanny on the head, and he was like, oh, how romantic. It's like kissing a bale of hay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that Take is that a Lanny. funny diss. That's really funny. Uh, I loved Grant. I thought he was... Yeah, Brown is cool. Yeah. Or Brown. Why did I say Grant? Because they have crazy names. Oh. And so, who... Grant sounds more like a name. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the Trevor children are named West, Tuesday, and Brown. Yep. Um, but I do understand the, like, and I think that's why Megan feels so much for, uh, I'm just trying to, like, make her decision make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, her decision it makes, makes sense. sense. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> She's gullible as fuck. Yeah. So she sees um, Lanny. West. Lanny. Brown. Looking. Tuesday. Her mom. <laughs> uh, Dog. She, uh, Jason. Anyone else? Stepmom. Stepmom. Jacqueline. Jessica. <laughs> Teacher. That bitch Sue Ann. Oh yeah, Sue Ann. <laughs> um, so she so she sees Lanny like looking at the whole basically the whole world from the outside with this like ache for, to be loved. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at the Trevor family kind of in the same way, 
of this like, God, I want in on this family so badly. Everybody yeah. wants in on this family. And I think we all but grew I'm up too creepy. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. I think it's like this there's like, you know, chicken and the egg. Yeah. And then I mean, Lanny is like taking it to a whole other level, which is like totally cuckoo. So it's like, okay, yeah. this is a little different. And I loved the moment with Megan and her mom. I loved that. I highlighted that part. Yeah. So, like, Megan throughout the book is talking about how, like, oh, the Trevor family is so warm. Her house is so cold. Like, her parents would never allow all these kids to, like, run around the house. She'd want to control it. La, la, la. Um, But then after... um, West and Lanny. After West leaves Megan to go with Lanny, um, her mom is, uh, like... Sweetheart, you can tell me anything. Tell me about tell me about what's going on with you. And so Megan tells her, and all of a sudden they're sharing this really sweet moment. And then Megan all of a sudden says, Mom, did it ever bother you that I spent so much time at the Trevors? Oh, yes. It bothered your father more, though. I knew you needed the company. You're very sociable. You like noise and people. And then um, it goes on. And she says, did it hurt your feelings? In a way, I always wish the neighborhood kids would come over here for a change. Sometimes I'd stock up on popsicles or candy popcorn or jelly donuts and hope I'd be the one who got the kids. But I never was. Yeah. That's so sad. It is sad. And then Megan is like, oh, I love my mom. Yeah. And she, and just like the visual of both of them like laying Cuddling in bed. Yeah. They're like laying on the bed. Not looking at each other, but looking at the ceiling and just talking. Yeah. And she's like, I've never sought to try to have that with my family. Yeah. I just like assumed she didn't want it. Then she's like, Mom, don't you have a meeting? And she's like, eh, I'm yeah. happy to miss the meeting for you. Yeah. And I, I found that really relatable because I remember like growing up and there was like a specific family that just like always seemed so warm and... It was three kids, but it was three girls. Um, and they just, like, really seemed like they loved each other a lot. And they were always having fun. And it was always, like, the doors were always open. And people were always in and out of their house. And it was, I was like, God, I want to be a part of that family. Um, and then as an adult, and maybe this is due to, like, a shift in power dynamics, too, where it's like, oh, if I want, like, a fun, like, vivacious environment, I just have to bring that. Like, I'd have to start it in the family. I can't just, like, sit there and be like, why aren't these people fun? <laughs> um, because my parents, like, if left to their own devices, are not, like, fun people. Um, so it, I I really loved that moment. I was like, wow, that was really yeah. real. So it was really good. Yeah. This book was better than Perfume. <laughs> oh, my God. A million times better. <laughs> it was better written. It was better. It made Sense. sense? It made a lot of sense. I would have liked more information on why Lanny was the way she was, like what the magic of it was. Um, but I do think it was just supposed to be a me- metaphor of like what happens when you, when a child doesn't have any love at all. Yeah. Um, the, my criticism is just that like every book we read, it was saying, it was just pattern, pattern, yeah. pattern of, of, Lanny taking West and everybody being like, that Lanny. Yeah. 
God damn it, Lanny. And then all these thoughts about the creepiness of Lanny. And then, I won't stand for this anymore. We're going to do something. Oh, no, she froze someone. Oh, that Lanny. That evil Lanny. I'm going to think about Lanny some more. It was just over and over. She just froze people and they'd get mad. Yeah. There was never any kind of battle. They never gained ground. Lanny never lost ground. There There wasn't wasn't any kind of a power struggle. Yeah. It was the same, 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 same. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Mm, do you think we should kill Lanny? And Megan's like, "Um, counterpoint, no. Yeah. And they're like, like, no, we appreciate your input. But this uh, this is a democracy Mm -hmm. and you've been overruled. So we're going to kill Lanny. And it also seemed like they were like, "Okay, we're going to think it over. Just go home. Mm -hmm. Relax. Like tomorrow, come over and hang out. What if you're feet yeah you know we're gonna cook tonight fine. oh it's gonna be Do so you fun cook? i'm gonna teach you how to cook i'm gonna teach you the difference cooking yes oh yeah teach you the difference between a, a potato an and, and a an potato. onion <laughs> and everybody's so happy and she's sitting next to west again finally and then all of a sudden she realizes oh they're leaving lanny to die yeah that that's was why they're all so happy and uh, the thing the thing that gets me about Megan's like very altruistic choice of going to save Lanny and being like horrified with her friends is she's like, I'll never look at them the same way again. Weston and I are permanently broken up because he's not the same boy I fell in love with. But it's like, okay, well, can't you show them the same consideration you're giving to this evil hell bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she, like they have been. Driven to their wit's end mm-hmm. by an evil girl who can freeze people mm-hmm. and has been keeping, like, essentially, West is in a situation where he is in a he's in an abusive relationship. Yeah. He's being kept against his will. She is very controlling. She she dictates who he can see and where he can go. And she isolates him from everybody. She else. isolates him from everybody else. Uh, and she's verbally abusive to him. She's emotionally abusive to him. He, He's just constantly under duress. It's implied that he has to make out with her. Oh, yeah. And, like, touch her. Yeah. So well, he she said, is also well, basically that, raping him. That was, like, the really gross fucked up part where it was, like, he says to Megan, he's like, oh, I, um... I don't touch her, but she touches me. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, what? It's horrible. Horrible. So she's a predator rapist yeah. on top of murder. literally freezing people and murdering. Yeah. So, no. Leave the bitch to freeze. Yeah. That was the th- Like, I, you know what I was really afraid was going to happen for, like, cheese factor? <laughs> what? So when they're all, like, getting, like, hot chocolate and hot cider, she's like, I'm thinking about Lanny just, like, freezing in there. I was so afraid she was going to, like, give Take her. Take some cider. Yeah, a cup of cider. <laughs> I was like, oh, please don't. Wouldn't that be funny, though, if, like, that, like, melted her and then she died? That would be funny. She's like, that's the first time someone's ever been grinding me. <laughs> would have like, nice twist. <laughs> um, there was a part that made me laugh, and it was very early in the book. Um, and it just it automatically shows you like a how annoying Lanny is. B everyone's feelings about her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lanny is like it's it's the book starts with Lanny saying, "What if you could freeze someone?" And um, Megan's like, "Okay," and she's like, "I don't really like 
hanging out with her. And then she's like daydreaming and she's like looking at West and she's like, oh, my God, he's so cute. He's so good at uh, at using the lawnmower. And she's like, imagine she's like thinking about a million things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then Lanny again is like and this is just classic, like, just let it fucking go. Like, read the fucking room. We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> she, She's like. Suppose I could freeze somebody. And Megan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, I'm just like, I'm putting out a hypothetical. Like, Lanny, we were talking about that 10 minutes ago. And we weren't talking about it. You, you were. were talking about it. Don't you see? I'm busy. I'm staring at West right now. Like, I'm not interested in your weird hypothetical. She was just so like. She sucks. She does suck. She She's sucks, pretty annoying. And she'd always suck. Yeah. I wrote. So what with. I. I just really liked the writing of the book. Me too. I loved I the writing. I loved the description of West and Megan being in love. And I I really like that it wasn't just... It's so different when a woman has written the book versus a guy. Because with a guy writing a female character, liking a boy, it's always just that they're cute. Yeah. And all the personality goes to the funny friend. Yeah. Because that's probably who they were. Yeah. And they think that girls only went for the guy because he was cute. Mm -hmm. Nothing about his personality. And that that guy was always kind of a dick, but they stayed with him anyway. Yeah. And when she's writing the book, it's all about her loving, like, the little details about him, like, which parts of the lawn he's mowing and the care he's taking and how much he loves his truck. And how good his heart is and all of these details about why she would like this person as opposed to like, wow, his gorgeous blonde hair fell in his I don't even know what color eyes. his hair was. I have no idea what he looked like. Me neither. Oh, I know he was kind of smaller because he loves yeah. football, but he's, he's not on small. the football team. Right. Um, yeah. There are no descriptions of anyone except for Lanny. And also there's a really good description of like being in love with being in love. Yeah. That very specific teenager-y type feeling. Like, there's a part which, I mean, it's a little cheesy, but it is. It's like, they laughed and wanted to kiss in front of everybody, but didn't. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, very, like, like mm, I don't know, like, they're very uh, teen dream type of love. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, idealized version of it. But she goes into how like false that is or like yeah it's not really real but it's great at the same time and everybody wants it yeah um i liked i liked how everyone is kind of like uh you guys are too in love with each other and worried and mr and mrs Moore are like one of the reasons they're worried is because megan they want megan to focus on her music Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) <laughs> but then Carolyn Bicuni is like, she wasn't actually that good. Yeah. Because it, it goes, um, the entire neighborhood had been forced to follow Megan's musical progress. There were those who hoped Megan would attend a very distant college. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, I mean, to be fair, after this whole, th- I mean, she doesn't really pay attention to any more music stuff. That never gets brought up again, yeah. but they at least have their own individual traits and interests. Yeah. But my favorite part is towards the end of talking all about how in love they are and what they're like together. Um, it says, 
Megan herself had everything. Two parents who lived together and loved her, neighbors who included her, a boy who worshipped her, and a school in which she was popular and successful. Megan did not analyze these things. She did not ask why she was so lucky, nor worry about the people who were not. She was 15, which is not a particularly kind age. It's much better than 13, of course, and greatly superior to 14. But age 16 is where compassion begins, and the heart is moved by the plight of strangers. Megan was 15, and her world was West, and West was world enough. Nobody knew what Lanny Anvil thought, and nobody cared. Yeah. That and whole I, passage is so well written. Good. It's very good. And they're, also, she's so good at making these people seem very human and have flaws that are very human. While sympathizing with them at the same time. Yes. Because, like, I, I think the, like, the message that I took away that, like, is applicable to me, I guess, because I, I don't think I would take in some is don't killer person. People. Don't freeze people. <laughs> but also, like, it can't hurt to show a little more compassion, I guess, because maybe there's a hope that you could, I don't know, like prevent something like that from happening, I guess. the But there was a part where, um, uh, where Megan is kind of like freaked out by Lonnie coming up, or Lanny, uh, coming up to her and uh, West. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before she freezes Je- Jay girl. Jessica. Jessica. Um, but after she's been like, think on what I might do. And they're like, I don't know. We're not going to think about you because we don't care about you. Um, and it's Megan was afraid and fear made her stupid and stupidity made her rude, which I think. That's great. Is amazing because I like that it, that this book is very self-aware that like a lot of time, Megan is not a perfect person. She, a lot of times jumps to these, like, weird conclusions, which, like, are very real to jump to. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're disconnected from it, you're like, come on, Megan. Like, when she's like, but is he acting? Is he in love with her? And you're like, yeah. Megan, come on. Megan. But if it were you, you'd be like, what the fuck? Is he? Yeah, I think that when, like, my boyfriend isn't with a crazy freezing bit. Isn't being constantly under duress yeah. because of a freezing isn't lady. being held against his will by a rapist. <laughs> Basically. Like, you, you always wonder... If the Mm -hmm. other person is really in love with you, Mm -hmm. if you're neurotic (laughs) (laughs) or like, yeah, I mean, if you because she's like, is he acting or is he not acting? And I understood that. And of course, she would think that. But also, I'm like, Cooney, move on. There were too many pages. We have heard this already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There just wasn't enough progression of the story. No, and I would have, like you said, I would have liked to know, like, how how can how, how can does she one go about freezing a person, finding the power to freeze? Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about can sex we, baby, sex baby. Let's talk about let's talk about sex. Babies. You and me. Um, the like, let's just break down how sad Lanny's life. Was. Okay. Okay, so she I should have written this down. So she is born to these two parents. Mm-hmm. They fucking suck, and they love their jaguar. They love their jaguars. They do not pay attention to her. Nope. Um, never show her love. They said that they never saw the mom holding Lanny, ever. That is so sad. That's so sad. So then, dad and mom break up. Dad says goodbye. Peace. I'll I'll see Lanny like once a month. Yeah. Um. 
Then mom remarries, dad remarries. Nance and Jason. Yes. Isn't it weird that we know the names of those people but not the real parents? That is weird. Um, I have no fucking I have no idea what, what the parents' what names any are. any of the other parents' names are, but that would be normal for that time because you just call everybody Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Whereas the step-parents, they're just a first name. That's true. So Jason has no interest in any kind of relationship. Oh, yeah. I wonder Lanny. if I highlighted that because he says something like— He says, I don't know how to raise kids. Yeah, and, and not as, as like— a thing that he needs to work on. No, of no, just no. like, Meh. and well, I'm he, never going to. Yeah, he it, Cooney describes it as like he says that as if to preclude him from having to learn. Yeah, or even having to try. Yeah, so he's just like as I don't if know. to excuse himself from the effort. Yeah. Then Nancy, Nance, mm-hmm. good old Nance, good old Nance says, you know, I read some books that like told me that it's not expected to feel any kind of attachment or even love until about two years in. And I certainly I don't love Lanny. Yeah. Uh, But I just I don't feel anything with her. Yeah. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And she says that to Megan's mom in front of Lanny. Lanny's like right there. I was like, what the fuck? These parents are fucked up. Fucking everybody is a fucking (laughs) asshole to Lanny in in, in her direct life. Yeah. The other people are just sort of like, eh, we're just going to keep our distance. But everybody directly yeah. connected to Lanny fucking sucks. Yeah. I, the thing that I did feel sad about, and again, this is when they're nine. So it's like before any of the bad stuff happens. But when she's like, I want to sleep over two. And yeah. Tuesday says, I'm only allowed to have one friend over for sleepover. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows it's a lie. But it's like such a diplomatic. Yeah thing to say yeah of like trying to spare lanny's feelings yeah see there's such a fine line right of like of like yes you should be polite and nice to people Mm -hmm. i think i think tuesday did the right thing because it's like you're you should be nice to people but i i really don't like the thing of like be friends with everybody yeah because like if you You don't you can't so if you don't feel any kind of connection with somebody, like, you shouldn't have to pursue it yeah. to a point where you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because then you're West, trapped yeah. in this relationship yeah. that you don't want to be in. And yeah. And the other person, like, isn't good for you. Yeah. So I think yeah. Megan is truly heroic at the end because she do- that is a, a really self-sacrificing thing to bring yeah. that monster into your home. Yeah. Um, and God bless Megan. I hope it worked out for you. Unfortunately, we will never know. We'll never know. And I think I have a soft spot for villains that are really just looking for love because like the image of her just sitting there waiting for West in a locked up car, she wouldn't freeze to death, right? She like is fine with freezing things. I mean, we don't know how the magic works. Yeah, we don't. I don't know. I think she's still a human being. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super sad because I don't know who wouldn't know the feeling of being left out. Yeah. Like, it was a classic, like, I was very frequently left out yeah. of things. Like, I've talked about before, I think it was on a mini-sode, actually, but I invited a bunch of people to my 16th birthday oh, party. Yeah. 
And they came, and that was great. But then they did something the next day and didn't invite me, but did invite my best friend, Jill. And my friend, Jill, didn't invite me. So, like, I have a history of that kind of thing happening to me. Um, Ninth grade orientation, or no, 10th grade orientation going into high school. Standing in line to, like, get my ID card or something like that. And afterward, it was going to be like, oh, and then we'll go get food. So I, like, leave to go get my ID card. I come back. No one is anywhere to be found. I can't um, contact anyone. This right. is like before, before cell, cell phones. phones. This is 1998, baby. Mm-hmm. And that happened. And I think my mom, I told my mom what happened. And my mom did the insane thing of calling my friend Denise's no. mom and chewing her out for her daughter's behavior. Oh, no. Which is insane. That's the last thing that you want insane. as a kid, yes. too. Because you're like, no, please don't, mom. Like, <laughs> I love her. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, when I went to Barcelona for a month through college to get a language credit, uh, I was in a gift shop at a museum, and the group I was with straight up left me while I was waiting in line for something. We had what? gone to the museum together. I believe it was the Museum of Chocolate. <laughs> and we left, and I went to get something <gasps> in the gift shop. And when I came out, they were just gone. What the hell? Yeah. That is so fucked up. Yeah. People leave me all the time. I'm not going around freezing anyone. That's true. I, yeah. Cause Although like, I have, you know, a ton of other love in my life. So like, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's everyone, not literally everybody. Yeah, like, literally everyone leaves me behind. Like, every time we try to do this podcast, Kelly tries to do it with somebody else. Yeah, I'm and always be, like. Um, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly? Hi, and it's Kelly? me, your co-host? Kelly, uh, did you forget to call me? She, and, like, and I'm like, all right, let's hurry up and finish the podcast. Okay. Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, Kelly has another podcast that she actually wants to do. She doesn't want to do this one. But I just keep showing up whenever she finishes that yeah. other one. <laughs> I mean, it is. And, and yeah, it is like you don't forget that feeling. Yeah. Like where it's like. It cuts to the bone. Yeah, because then you're just like, oh, why? Yeah. Why not? Or, like, fucking everyone was getting married recently. Uh-huh. And I was invited to none of the weddings. Like, everybody what? around UCB was getting married. Inviting other people. Inviting people they didn't know as well as me, <laughs> but who were on house teams at UCB. <laughs> or, like, a very good friend of mine from college got married, who I've seen quite a bit since college. Um invited two of my other really good friends from college who he hadn't seen nearly as consistently as me. Whoa. Does he listen to the podcast? This one's for you. You're going to be uh, frozen. You're, Putting on blast. Freeze you. Putting Ice on cold blast. blast. <laughs> I think yeah, that shit still happens. It still happens. I, I remember, like, uh, I think it hasn't happened so much. Well... No, because in law school, I was going to say as an adult, I haven't, but no, because I remember in law school, there was a girl I knew who, and I think I've said this on the podcast, where I was like, hey, like we had plans to hang out. And then she was like, mm, I'm really not feeling well. And then I saw on Facebook oh, that yeah, she you've went out this. with other people. And I was like, you could have just, bitch, you could have just, just I don't know, you. just tell me you didn't want to hang out. I don't or know. Just tell me you forgot you made plans with those people first. Yeah, something. Don't, just something. Kind. Also, just don't post it. <laughs> hide it from me put it in, in like have me be one of your people that can't see your shit mm-hmm. um but yeah so it is it is a feeling where you're just like mm-hmm. uh, yeah it 
fucking hurts at any age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And especially, I mean, it hurts, I would say, the most when you're like a kid and you're and you can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you can't be like, uh, you can't come up with any of the reasons why. So you're just like, well, why, why me? Why not? Me, I'm not good. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, why I mean. Am I different. Why am I different? Yeah. And the feeling, for sure, I feel worse for when they're like, you know, when Lanny's nine rather than when she's like, I was surprised she's 14 in this book. I thought she was 17. Because, yeah, she's 14. She Megan is 15. Yeah. And then West is 17. 17. Yeah. I didn't realize that until, like, the last page. It is, like, so this, like, 14-year-old girl is yeah. basically raping a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. And, I mean, uh That's fucking freaky. Yeah. This book is, like, pretty creepy if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Dude, how scary was it? What, so was this just Megan seeing it or was it, like, real when she didn't have eyes? Oh, I think it... Oh. Cause remember, I was going to say, I think it was real, but then n- th- never, <laughs> never before or again does she talk about her not being fully human. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that she what has, like, that? very, very light blue eyes. It was like, weird. All the time she's calling out how pale they are. Yeah. Like, and then just all of a sudden, pale. no eyes at all. Yeah. For, like, a second. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I wonder if that was just Megan's imagination. It might have been, or, like, maybe the lighting was weird. Um, but yeah, it was because it was like, what was it? She was at the at the base of the driveway and then she had no eyes and then she walked up and then she was like, oh, but now she has eyes. So yeah. I think maybe it was lighting or something yeah. like the the eyes were so pale. They yeah, seemed. And I think maybe Megan's just so afraid of Lanny that it was like, yeah, paranoia and fear. Yeah. I you know, there wasn't a ton of action in this book. Sim- or there didn't at least seem to be because, like you said, it was so, I'm going to freeze someone. Okay, I'm going to unfreeze them. Okay, I'm going to freeze someone. It was mostly just Megan's inner life. Yeah. Which is cool. She's, like, great at tone and character motivations and character thoughts. Yeah, she's really good and at And descriptions that. and, like, creative descriptions. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was a, there was a line, um... And I wonder how you felt about this. There wasn't egregious use of simile and metaphor, so I think it was probably okay in your book. Yeah, uh, some jumped out at me, but yeah. I was like, that's fine. But there, one of them was, like, very imaginative to me and, like, seemed really cool. So it's when um, she's—it's at the very beginning of the book when they start to—Lanny L- comes out and she's like, I want to play freeze tag. Everybody, come yeah. here. And then it said, um, the sun dropped like a wet dinner plate out of out of a dishwasher's hand or something like that. It yeah. was something like that that was like I could see it like plunking, like the sun plunking and then also like the fear of like oh no, like uh-huh. something wrong. Something yeah. wrong is happening. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that was cool. Uh and then there were a couple other ones. She was really good at like describing like the moon and the sun. <laughs> I remember yeah, thinking like oh, I like that. Uh, Lanny reminds me a lot of Betty Sue in Whisper of Death. Uh, that's the one where she puts everybody in the little Twilight Zone town. Botched abortion. Yeah. Yes. Where she's just like, she's bitter and sad. 
Yeah. And so she's just toying with this group of people who she views as being her enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Even I mean. Even down to, like, the the boy that she likes being with a different girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think I've turned around. Yeah, I, I felt a lot worse for Lanny while I was reading it. But now that I'm thinking about it, she's just, she's evil. Yeah, like, her, like we we talk a lot about wanting to have some shades to people. Like, not just being full all caps cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of get that with this in that we're getting Megan's attempts to empathize. Mm -hmm. And we're getting all the history of nobody loving Lanny, while at the same time, absolutely nothing Lanny does is redeemable. Yeah. So it's like, we're then given where she's coming from, but she has done fuck all to deserve what Megan does for her at the end. Yeah. She, you're right. Yeah. Because she, um, because we're not in her head, we're never in her head, we don't know what she's thinking ever. Um, the, the most human thing she does, and perhaps she's so inhuman because of how she was treated. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the most human thing she does is like be nervous when she and West come in and everyone's watching TV about, oh, these people don't like me. Yeah. And There's that moment where she sees like a different expression on Lenny's face. Yeah. And I think for me, that moment comes a little too late for me to be like, oh, well, then we should we should bring her into our home. Yeah. You know, like I'm more like, oh, yeah. that's kind of sad. But like there need to, needed to be like more moments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead it was just all cunt all the way. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, that is what you that is what you turn a person into they become not a person if you completely withhold any kind of love or affection from a being it's like yeah because she like does not know how to love nope or even fully what it looks like nope like because she she thinks he loves her she thinks west loves her and she's taking great pleasure in making him a cold vindictive person like Mm -hmm. herself so it's like well what am what am i supposed to do if i'm trying with you and you take my shutting down as a victory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and because she's like, oh, well, I'm making him more like me. So that's good. Yeah. Because that's what love is, right? Like, just like being like the other person. And it's like, dude, what are you talking like, about? That means I control him. That means I have his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like when um, when West and... And Megan have to be broken up. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing West walk around with Lanny now. And people are, like, coming up to, to Megan. Like, they're, they oh, don't want to go to West. I wonder if you're talking about the, the <laughs> they, thing that I'm going to talk they about. They don't want to go up to West and be like, why are you dating her? But they do feel, like, entitled to go up to Megan and be like, why is he dating her? And one of the girls says... What does Wes see in her, demanded Valerie. He took her to Pizza Hut, Megan. Yes! He was willing to be seen in public with that girl. He took her to a Pizza Hut. Yeah. That is the height of being seen by other teens. Well, because then later in the book, she's like, I want to be the one he takes to Pizza Hut. (laughs) And I was like, Pizza Hut? 
And then Megan thinks afterward, eating off the same pizza wedge, it was enough to make you want to cram it in their faces. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and then that uh, bitch Sue Ann. Oh Sue Ann, not Megan's favorite classmate by any means, said with a snide smile, second half of West senior year, Megan, and it looks like you're out of the picture. No senior prom for you, huh, babe? Megan said nothing. Back to riding the school bus like a peasant, huh, babe? Said Sue Ann. No more rides from the cute boyfriend, huh, babe? Oh, yeah, because everyone's so pissy because West does not really get how to be a cool, chill guy with girls because he calls girls babe that he's not interested in. Um, oh, and, do you think that's why? Yeah, that's why they're all saying Wow, it. I never even thought of that. Because like, he's not interested in you anymore, babe. Wow. So, like... I didn't think that. Because he's a big, dumb idiot who's like, this is a great way for me to, like, let women know that I'm not interested in them. This is super condescending and, like, kind of shitty to, like, fakely call a woman babe while huh. I'm, like, holding on to my girlfriend. But whatever. <laughs> I didn't think of that being why Suhan kept calling her babe. Because then Megan's like, don't call me babe. Don't call me anything. Get away Get from away me. Get away from me. <laughs> she says, sure, said Suhan easily, like the rest of the crowd. Of course that's what it was. Yeah. And it that's was even like funny. um he didn't even realize like how annoyed all the girls were that he called them that. That's like, so fucking funny. It's really funny. <laughs> um I really I love that she says get away from me. I wanna say that to somebody. Yeah. I wanna be get away that. from get away from me. Don't call me anything, get away from me. <laughs> uh I liked the descriptions of Mrs. Trevor. Like, just to explain how fucking lovely she is. As Mrs. Trevor got out her huge coffee maker, the one that dripped and kept for hours, Megan was happy. She loved the smell, but hated the taste of coffee. For a really good kitchen smell, you needed bacon, too. If Megan told Mrs. Trevor that, Mrs. Trevor would have bacon in that skillet in a second. She would think it was a perfectly good reason to cook some, because Megan wanted to smell it. Yeah. This family reminds me so much of that family that I wanted to be a part of. And it was, like, another thing, too, where it was, like, there were always, like, cookies and cakes and all that stuff. Like, I remember always seeing, like, a bunt cake on my friend's mom's, like, counter. Yeah, she always was baking and had stuff, like, out. Um, Whereas now I'm like, oh, the carbs. But (laughs) I'm like, get that away from me. No, thank you. My belly. (laughs) My little tom-tom. Inside and outside. (laughs) Um, Here's... Here's an example of a shithead, actually. <laughs> I forgot about this. Is Megan's dad, when he wants her to go check to see what happens to Lanny's stepdad, Jason, what yeah, the fuck yeah, was this yeah, shit? Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, seemingly, yeah. Megan's dad is suddenly like, huh, you know, I don't think I've seen Jason in a while. And then the whole family's like, talk about other things, talk about other things, talk about other things, talk about other things. And it- then he's like, no, like, for real, like, uh, <laughs> anybody know what happened to Jason? Okay. What, I don't know. Anyway. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so he's probably just out of town, said Mr. Moore. But Jason's job had never seemed to blah, 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 blah. And yet, go ask Lanny, Megan, said her mother. Megan did not move. <laughs> and then her dad says, I know you're still upset about Wes going out with her, said her father, as if there were pretty, 
this were pretty small of Megan, an event so minor her father could hardly believe his daughter even noticed when her boyfriend dropped her. But I want you to ask. And and she's like, fuck no. Yeah. And then Megan's dad leaves and is like, all right. And, And Megan's mom says, it certainly isn't very much for your father to ask of you. I think it's rather unpleasant of you to refuse him such a simple request. He's worried about his neighbor, and you can't even be bothered to set his mind at rest. What duty does she have to set his mind to rest? I thought you were cool a few chapters ago. But now, like, that girl is going out with Megan's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. As far as they know, West dropped Megan for Lanny. And then out of nowhere, her dad is like, hmm, what happened to... You know what, Megan, go ask. Like, why the fuck should I go ask? You go ask. Why am I being asked to go? How do you not understand how fucking insulting and upsetting and insensitive it is for you to ask me to do that? Also, like, why the fuck does he want her to do it? It, that's what I mean. Is like, if he why, really just like your father's very concerned about it. Then his go neighbor. fucking ask. If he really cares that much, he can go check. Yeah. I don't get why he need and then the mom like made it seem like this daughter has a duty to like make sure the dad feels okay about yeah. the neighbor. It's like what? why? They're why? not friends. No. <laughs> exactly. They even say they're not friends. Like, like he's talked to him maybe twice. Look him up in the phone book. Yeah. Give, give him the a call. House a call. If you don't feel comfortable going over there. Be like, hey, I haven't seen your stepdad in a while. Give Lanny the chance to lie. <laughs> so then, Boom. There you go. Poor Megan's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Yeah, so, like, she, uh. so she goes outside, and this is where the no eyes things happen. And she's like, yeah. Ugh. And then Lanny's like, hi. And then puts her <laughs> arm through, like, Link's arms with her as if they're friends. And then poor Megan's like, oh, God. And she's like, are <laughs> she's you like, looking come on in. for Jason? I can show you, Jason. And she's like, no, it's okay. I mean, I kind of get the gist. He's, like, frozen or something. And yeah. She's like, he's but like, I want you. I'm going to just, like, shut in the dark. He's frozen. <laughs> and she's like, let me show you. Is it because he's frozen? You're trying to and show me he's frozen? Oh, Lanny. show you. Lanny. Look in my eyes. They're so light. They're so sockety. Look at my They're all sockety. Light eyes. So then she go, they go gaping sockets, (laughs) just open and ready for business. (laughs) I didn't know what their business was. Yeah, I I figured. Um, so she's like, all right, like look in the garage, and it is creepy. Yeah, she has him posed, (laughs) frozen in his car as though he's driving it. This is a Norman Bates shit. Really like the description of him sitting in his car. Yes. Did you highlight that because I did not? Um, Oh, I. I can get to it pretty easily because of the other thing. Um, all right, let me see. Oh, yeah, I'll just read the part with the no eyes real quick. Oh, God. Megan gathered her courage and looked straight across the street, straight at Lanny, firmly without flinching because this was not a personal thing. It was a parental order. Ha! In the game of freeze tag, it didn't count. Lanny had no eyes, only sockets. Megan stopped dead gagging, unable to walk closer. Lanny smiled. The smile rested human-like under the empty sockets. The smile was full of those baby teeth, small as birdseed. Megan had a horrible feeling that birds had already been there, feeding on the face, taking the eyes, prepared to peck at the teeth. Then Lanny was right up next to her, so wispy and unsubstantial that Megan felt as heavy as a truck. Who had moved? How did Lanny do this, empty herself from one spot and fill another? without Megan ever seeing her accomplish it. The sockets were not empty at all. 
The same old eyes, bleached out and cruel, stared up at Megan. Lanny smirked. So, okay. She still, and this was another thing, too. There were, like, two things that, like, indicated there was, like, a weird creepiness of Mm -hmm. supernaturalness. But she had eyes. She had eyes. But she um, also had all of her baby teeth still at 14. I don't know if she just had tiny, creepy teeth. Like, just really small teeth. Ugh. Poor Lanny. Poor Lanny. It sounds like she never got any vitamins as a child. That's what it seems like. She's like nutrient deficient. And then there's like a moment, right, where so she's like, come in, I'm going to show you the whole place. And Megan literally is like, how is she going to eat? Like, she was like, how will you? That was a thought you... I had when it's yeah. like, well, you killed Jason. Where's your money coming from? Yeah. And she's like, I'll be fine. Like, I'll... Don't worry about it. Like, she's like, I'll freeze anybody that tries to hurt me. And Megan's like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't Yep, but where's the money The money, the money. Like, I'll freeze people, I'll sell them. (laughs) Sell them for parts. (laughs) So this is when uh, they go into the garage. Oh, yes. Lanny flipped the electric switch and the room was... Electric switch? Duh. Lanny flipped the electric switch and the room was flooded with light from two overhanging fluorescent tubes. Jason sat in his Corvette. He had a smile on his face. One hand on the wheel. One hand on the gear shift. The motor was not running, but Jason was driving. The garage had been completely dark, but Jason was driving. The garage was very, very cold, but Jason was driving. Yeah. She does a lot of really cool things with repetition. Mm -hmm. I liked that a lot. Yep. Yeah. It's really well written. I just wish she had put more things happening. Yeah. What are you going to (laughs) do? Does Wes know, whispered Megan. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. Laughter etched new lines on Lanny's parchment skin. I made him sit next to Jason for a while, she said, smiling. West behaves very well now. Megan, clutching her stomach, retreated around the Corvette. Don't throw up, said Lanny. I'd only make you clean it yourself, Megan. Jason is fine this way. It's not that much of a change from his usual personality, you know. She made him sit next to her dead frozen stepfather for hours for hours also she is a fucking evil i loved when she's like don't throw up i'm just gonna make you clean it up yeah she is no she's still not vera (laughs) she's not vera no because she's not like nothing she does makes me like laugh with like nihilistic laughter i'm more just (laughs) like i'm more just like i'm not like laughing while society burns yes i'm more just like (laughs) this is like Oh, Oh, God. You are fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. Although she's similar to Vera in that, like, a lot of her evilness comes from... Lack of love. Lack of love. And just, like, because you have never received love, you don't know what love looks like. So you only seek to own and dominate people. Yeah, it's more about attention than anything. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this part she's over at the trevor's and and megan says when west kisses lanny it looks real said brown oh no that's brown okay is he an actor or does he love her he started as an actor said tuesday but i think it became real that's a danger with playing games so hard and so well you forget it's a game it gets into your bloodstream tuesday stood up microwave popcorn anybody cheese or plain buttered <laughs> Also, like, I feel like she writes kids pretty well because, like, that felt like a little it was like it had like kind of feelings of Stranger Things in there when they're like all the 
uh, where it's uh, Megan, Tuesday, and Brown, mm-hmm. like coming up with all these different plans, and they're like, uh, you know, drinking their sodas and like noshing on some popcorn, yeah. and and it was like one of those things where they'd be like, oh, what kind of drink do you want? And they're like, oh, I have to like look at them to think about it, and like they all went and like look yeah. at the drinks. They went in the kitchen. So I thought that was like a really cute, and it captures she really this captured. Childhood. Yeah. Teenage yeah. childhood and teenage years really well. Really well. At least from the perspective of somebody who grew up without the internet and social media. Yes. I, don't know I have no like idea now. what it looks like now. I have now, no idea what it looks like now. It did feel like I don't know. I thought that Megan was a very relatable character. Yeah. Very relatable. Yeah. Uh the part where Megan realizes that she's like, oh, fuck, they're leaving Lenny to freeze. <laughs> um, West smiled. So they're all, like, having their, like, after-dinner coffee or tea or whatnot. West smiled. You would have coffee, please. Cream and sugar. Tuesday smiled. She would have herb tea, please. With honey. Brown smiled. He would have hot chocolate, please. They were not smiling for coffee, tea, or chocolate. They were smiling because they knew where Lanny was. Those were not even smiles across their faces. They were gashes. Tuesday knew. West knew. And Brown, gritting down into his ice cream, Brown knew. Like, yikes. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it does turn, when you are constantly, because I have, like, after we they were recorded. Being terrorized. Yeah. After we recorded that episode with Patrick and I was talking about Louise, I I remember asking you guys, I was like, you guys. I feel like I came off like such a monster, but like when you are pushed like that to like forcibly be in this person's life who you and they start taking your life away. Yeah. Like it turns you evil. Like you the only way that you can survive is to like disengage. You have to harden yourself to save yourself. And just be like, you know what? I have to be horrible to this person because otherwise any ounce of kindness they will take it's like dealing with an addict yes and then i guess it's like getting away from being codependent and that kind of thing yeah yeah i was like what i said about my dad because like after college i told my dad i wanted to come live with him in reno for a while to get to know him better Mm -hmm. and he said he didn't think it was a good idea (laughs) and i moved to los angeles and then um when his drinking got really bad, he tricked me into going to visit him, but really it was just to take him to AA every day. So he yeah. made my life for like me, I was held hostage while he made me take him to AA. And then a few years later, like seven or eight years later, he he asked me to go to Reno again to help him dry out. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm not equipped yeah. to do that. Your drinking is so much worse now. You need medical attention mm-hmm. to dry out. And he, he was like, okay, I understand. But then he got drunk and he was texting me, like, you're a horrible daughter. You're a stupid, like, you're a selfish daughter. You're just like every other woman in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he flipped out on me. Like, you can't give yourself entirely mm-hmm. because they will take and take and take and take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it thinking about Lanny kind of made me 
Because that is true. Like if you start to give, then it's just okay. With certain people, it's, it's rewarding a certain type of behavior. There, it's never enough. Yeah, with certain never people, enough. it's never enough. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I've talked about my dad a fair amount, and they're almost all bad stories because like good ones aren't as interesting. <laughs> but like I loved my dad. I really loved my dad. So like even the people you love, you can't let them take over your life. Yeah. You can't just constantly give and give and give. You yes. Like boundaries are so important and hard to stick to. Yeah. And like I reading about Lanny made me think about what well, Talk, actually talking to you about Lanny yeah. made me realize, like, and of course, my mother is nowhere near as horrible as Lanny. She's never killed anybody, uh, That's good. to my knowledge. Um, <laughs> but, real, like, so there was this obsession with control over me, my freedom, over where I was, what I was doing, all, all that stuff. And then also this, like, anger that I wasn't, like, she would want affection or attention and then it would be like anger that I she wasn't getting it in the way she wanted mm-hmm. so then she would you know tell me like you know you're a terrible child you're I hope you have a child that's as terrible as you so that you know yeah I mean like that's like classic yeah I'm gonna manipulate you parent yeah parentage um but then like looking back on how she was raised I think because I don't actually know if I shared this on air. Maybe I have. Maybe I've said it. I think I've said it to you. Where she, um, when she was a child, she, my grandfather got sick. And they said, oh, well, according to the Vietnamese Zodiac, um, your uh, astrological sign does not go well with, our, with, with my grandfather's. So we're going to send you away. Whoa. Yeah. So they sent her to go live oh my with her grandparents who were abusive and not like they were very like they never showed her love. I don't think I've ever seen my mom ever receive a hug from my grandparents ever. Um, I don't think you have ever told me this. Yeah. I feel like this is something I would remember. Yeah. Even with my Swiss cheese brain. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it like. And so I don't think she ever, I don't think she ever received actual, just pure affection that wasn't loaded with some, I need you to do this right thing and 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 be a good daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, I love you for you. I believe in you. Like, all this, like, never. I don't think she's ever had that. And Ugh, so that I is tragic. It is very sad. And I think now I'm like understand. Oh, like I, that's crazy that it, like I'm realizing it now on while we're recording a podcast um, that I guess she never knew what that looked like. And so she didn't know how to seek it out. Like mm-hmm. she saw TV and movies and like saw what that it's supposed to look like. Yeah, or she saw what it looked like but didn't know how to create that. Exactly. Exactly. So she, like, knew – she had never experienced it. She had seen it. But, I mean, it – A healthy relationship is one in which you are there to give as much as you are hoping to receive. 
Right. If it is not equal, then it is not going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so if like you are, and this is something that I've had to work on because of my dad, is being willing to give. Yeah. Like, and not waiting to feel safe. Yeah. Like just being there with it up front and not going like, okay, I'll, I'm just going to hold off until I know what this is. Yeah. Until I feel completely and utterly secure. For me, it's like, uh, I'm like, so like maybe your mom was doing a similar thing. It's like, just give, give to me, give to me. Yeah. I mean, she would, she would like see things like in, honestly, like it's sad. Like she would see it in other families or on TV Mm -hmm. and she'd be like, oh, I want that. So I'll just have kids and mm-hmm. they'll give it to me. And it's like, oh, that's not how that works. Yeah. Like you have to give to your kids. Yeah. So then she was like kind of wrestling and with oftentimes this. oftentimes with the kids, like you have to be willing to give more. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe even worse. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, especially when they're so small, like kids are little ids. Like they don't like they don't understand like that they should empathize for others. They don't naturally do that. Um, and so that I think it was hard for her because she was like, why isn't my kid just being what I want her to be? Which is a very confusing thing for her also because she has this combined idea of like uh, this very like um, kind of like old school. Like culture, culture, personal yes. experience. Right. Where it's like this old school like uh, Vietnamese thing of like children should only obey and like should be. Uh, should be good at music and uh, should be seen and not heard except for when they're playing music. Um, should be seen doing math and be playing music. Um, and so I think that was like frustrating for her because she was like, okay, I want this thing, but I also crave affection, which like is a separate thing. And not necessarily part of the package, but right. something she needed. Right. And so I don't know, like I think now she's, she is very she's affectionate now, like for sure. And I think it's taken like a lot of me then shift like our relationship, the power or not power, but like the role of parent has kind of shifted where it's like now I'm like, OK, I have to like and this is going to sound like shitty, but if I'm feeling a certain way, I have to really spell it out for her. And if she's acting out in a certain way, I have to be like, okay, why do you feel like this? Okay, do you yeah, think you, you have feel to like this? Therapy it out of her. Yeah, because no one ever like her parents didn't do that for her. She doesn't have the tools to do that for herself. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, and I think she now is like, she is getting better at that kind of stuff. Like the other day, she was like talking to me about something, and then she was just like, oh. Maybe I'm depressed. And like, I was like, whoa, (laughs) progress. (laughs) Or like, there was like a time after like an hour and a half long conversation where she was like, maybe I'm just being like classist. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing. But yeah, it, wow. That's good. That's crazy that this progress. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) the funny thing, I wasn't reading this book going, Wow, you know what? This really makes me think. No, it did not. Talking to you, my personal experience. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is why this podcast is 
fun to do. Even when we're talking about serious stuff, it's like, oh, what a cool discovery. Yeah. That we can actually connect our lives to this, like, (laughs) horror novel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Universal with my mom. Cool. She wants to go really bad. She wants. She was. I was cool. like, um, oh, I bought a wand. You can use it. And she was like, a yeah. wand, cool. And I was like, yeah, you can like do like little magic things in front. And she was like, I've always dreamed of going to Harry Potter land. And I was like, all right, I'll take you. <laughs> so now I'm like, let's actually do it. And it'll be good now because it's all holidayed out. So it'll yeah. look really awesome. You should do that. She's actually really pushing on it because she just texted me and was like. Boeing has a deal with Universal where, like, you can get a year pass for, like, $100. I'm just saying, like... Just throwing that up there. (laughs) It's like, oh, I just... um, I'm I'm telling everyone this, not just you. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard the news? Have you heard the good word? She also, like, texted me. So she's, like... She was texting me this whole saga of her trying to deal with her old-ass iPad. And she's like, oh, the iPad's not working, blah, 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 blah. Like, hint, hint. Birthday and Christmas coming up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking get her an iPad. Like, that was the whole plan. And then my dad fucking ruined it. And she was like, <laughs> bought her an he iPad. bought her an iPad. I was like, dad, <laughs> that was what that was what I was going to get her. But yeah. And then she did I tell you this? She like texted me to tell me that she and my dad have been playing Mario Kart on Switch and she beat him three times. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So I don't know. I I do feel like. I don't know. I feel yeah, better. We, like, I want to call my mom later. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I'll talk to her. I mean, if 10 minutes in, I'll be like, you're so annoying. <laughs> but, but it sounds like you've made progress with her. Yes. Although there's sometimes, like, and me and my sister have talked about this, and I don't know if she really is forgetting. But, like, she'll hash out a whole thing with us and we'll get progress. And then, like, a month later, she'll be like, so I've been thinking. And then it's back to it's like back to square one, and we're like, "What happened to the whole?" But I think she forward here's one step back. Here's the thing: we go she, together because opposites attract. <laughs> she doesn't have any friends, and she doesn't have anyone to talk to, so she just sits there and fixates. Stews. Yeah, and then so it comes back, and she's like, "Well, you know what?" And no one's there. What's right. Yeah. 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 And and no one's there to be like, "No, you already. Yeah. We already were here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Well, the way we got on this topic was saying that you can't just give and give to somebody no matter how much you right. sympathize or empathize with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why uh, I don't think Lanny <laughs> deserves to live. <laughs> yeah, no. Here, This is my dream ending. Uh-huh. My dream ending is that she dies like a little match girl death where she just exactly. like freezes out and she goes out but she learns to, something maybe and she well she dies like um with a vision of hugging her two parents man that's sad yeah dude little match girl so, so sad. sad it's so sad i fucking hate it so much <laughs> hate it's it like so much. that and uh Walt Disney's ugly duckling short i oh don't my god it. oh my god it's so sad i'm sorry i even thought of it it's <laughs> so sad there's this scene where he um and it's all uh no talking it's just okay duck noises like fantasia style yeah and um he so he gets kicked out by his duck family mm-hmm. uh because he looks different right like, you know the story of Buckley. yeah so there's this scene where he finds a wooden duck oh man and it's like bobbing around and he goes to it and he thinks 
like it's real. And so he starts playing around with it and they're bobbing together, but he plays with it too hard. Uh-huh. So that when he's swimming around, the duck is bobbing too hard and it smacks him in the head. Ouch. And like knocks him aside. And then he just watches the wooden duck waddle away. <laughs> and then he starts crying and he's like looking at him. It's reflection in a pool of when water, and he's just my I mean, he is wailing. He's wailing, crying. It is so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. What else happens? And then he gets found by the swans. Oh, okay, great. Um, but there's also this other Disney cartoon in the um Make Mine Music series of shorts they did. Mm-hmm. And it is about an opera singing whale. I know this one. Do you know how it ends? Or did you block it out of your memory? I don't think I remember how it ends. I don't remember. But I remember the opera singing whale. I loved that cartoon when I was little and kind of blocked out what happens for a long time. I thought it ended. You revealed the ending of it in this room to me. I remember sitting here and being like, Was it this room? David! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, though, it's horrifying. It's not like that. It's just very sad. So it's so opera singing whale, la la la. This opera singer or this like uh, music guy or vocal coach or conductor or whatever, he hears about the opera singer. And he's like, well, surely a whale can't sing like that. And he thinks that there's an opera singer trapped inside the whale. Mm-hmm. And he goes on this like mission to free the opera singer from the whale's belly. Oh, and he I goes out with this. a couple with a couple like fishermen and they go out there and then the whale sings and it. He can. He has so much range that it sounds like there are three opera singers inside him, and and the the conductor guy goes to like harpoon the whale, and then it just cuts to the whale like being represented by him and singing at the Met, and it's like great, 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 oh, so happy. But then it cuts back to reality, and the guy does harpoon him, and he dies. Isn't he and an he angel sings in heaven? Yes, I do. And then remember. he goes to heaven and he's singing. But I'm like, what? Why? You're a Disney cartoon. Couldn't you just have had him being opera singing whale at the Met? Oh, man, that's sad as fuck. That's very sad. Man. Mm hmm. Trying to think of any sad cartoons I know about. No. <laughs> have you ever seen Unico? Unico? It's an anime movie. No. About a unicorn that makes everyone happy, but he, like, angers some gods or something, so they banish him. And then every time he makes new friends, they banish him again, <laughs> just wherever he goes. He can't help but make someone happy. Yeah. And so he keeps getting banished, and he's just, like, so incredibly lonely. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> it's so sad. You know what's sad? Have you seen <laughs> Graveyard of the Fireflies? No, but it already sounds sad. I It sounds familiar. Um... So when I was a kid, my godmother was like, oh, she's really into Miyazaki. This looks like a Miyazaki. It's <laughs> it's not it's not spirited. It's not Totoro. Uh, it is about the fallout after the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Of course it is. Um, it is a hero. It's fucking sad. OK, so are you going to watch it? Do you care I'm if I fine. spoil it? No, go ahead. OK, so. Um, there's a part where like these two, so it's basically it's the the movie opens with this boy and he's begging for, for change mm-hmm. at a train station. Everyone's too busy. No one's even stopping to pay attention to him. 
it's like a metaphor for like forgetting tragedies in our past and stuff like that. Oh, anyway, okay. okay, so he's like, Got he's it. like, oh, give me money, 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 money. Nobody does. So uh-huh. then he's like, let me tell you my life story. So then it opens with him and his little sister are like having so much fun. Then the bombing happens. And then uh, they're for some reason okay. I can't really remember why. But then their mom has been struck in the blast. And she's barely alive. And then they see her. She's in bandages. And the bandages are removed. And she's completely maggots. She's dead. Uh-huh. Horrible, horrible. Uh-huh. So then they're homeless. Their parents are dead. Sure. So they're wandering the countryside. They have uh-huh. no food. Right. Um, all sorts of things happen. There's some like lighter moments too. Um, and then at the end, the um little sister is starving to death and he doesn't realize he's like so busy on his quest to try and find the destination, he doesn't realize that the little sister has been dying, starving. And then so he's like, What ha- what did you find to eat? And the little kid's like, I just ate some rocks and then dies in his arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it ends with him just dying of starvation with the cup and he's dead in the train station and no one oh my god, sees or notices him. <laughs> oh my god. it is very good it's like little matchstick girl yeah but like long yeah <laughs> but like a movie like two hours <laughs> it is super sad but it is very very good and i do recommend watching it because it's important to know the horrors of our past did you ever um, read sadako in the thousand paper cranes no. Uh, also, <laughs> oh, no. Also very sad. It's oh, about no. the fallout from Hiroshima. Okay, great, 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 great. Uh, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Um, a girl gets leukemia. Oh, no. Because of it. And um, there's like a Japanese uh, fable that like if you make a thousand paper cranes, you get a wish granted. Mm-hmm. And her wish is going to be to live. And she falls just short of the thousand what? paper cranes. <laughs> And then dies, and then, like, I think her friends finish it for her. Oh. If I'm remembering correctly. But it's so sad. It's it's scarring. The, um, that's why my, so the paper cranes, so that's like a, isn't that a, um, what's it called? Like a tradition now for, like, if someone dies, you do that? I I just remember we did it for, um, my family friend's funeral, um, and I remember, like, we were all just making a bunch of cranes, and the goal was to make a thousand. Um, and I guess it's some kind of funeral. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would guess it was part of that, but she, something, man. something in it. Um, there's like she thinks she gets a wish if she makes them all. Well, she'll never know because <laughs> she's fucking dead. She's I, fucking dead. I, think maybe at the last minute she was like actually you know what i just wish i go to heaven (laughs) (laughs) that was my wish oh good you got it (laughs) congrats wow that's children's things are sad children's things are sad Uh, it makes it good though too it does it does make it good uh sad things are good sad things are good because i think i mean i'm sure i haven't watched the lion king in a long time but i'm pretty sure it would still make me cry yeah I watched it recently. It is still it's sad. Very sad. Okay. For some reason, so I went to see Lion King at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Greek? The Greek. Um, the Bowl. The Greek? Or was it the Bull? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> um, and it was like a sing-along to Lion King uh-huh. thing. And the woman who sings the opening or uh, plays Rafiki on Broadway mm-hmm. or in a touring show now, I think, um, she came out and she sang Circle of Life. 
And I don't know what it was, but she started singing that song and I burst into tears. <laughs> like, I was like, this is so touching. It's true. It, it includes us all. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just so instantly touched by that. Aw. It does. It feels it feels nice to realize that you belong to something greater. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, fuck Lonnie. <laughs> Fuck Lanny. You know what? I think we've come around on it and Lanny's yeah. evil. I, yeah. I think I'd like to she's, think that she just melted in the house. She's an abusive rapist, and I think ultimately. Yeah. And a willing murderer. And she should have just been left to die in that truck. So in this story, yeah, leave leave the bitch to die. I mean, it's the same thing. In real like, life, it's more complicated. Yeah, in real life it's more complicated. It's the same about our feelings and Carrie and like all those other ones where it's like in fiction. Sure. Yeah. You can In real life, simplify things a little question bit. Question marks. Yeah. Um, so that about wraps it up for freeze tag, but you know what we got to do? Thank you. We got to get to part two of the grade nine saga. All right. It, it, it's been a little while, but are y'all prepared? I'm prepared. To the second part? We will be better about this. Yeah. Sorry. No, we I'm just sorry. Had a, it's um, been a little while. Uh, recap. She and her friends got really into the craft. One of them said that she inherited inherited a haunted church. Oh, but, and then another but girl. But nobody was ever allowed to see it. Yeah, so it's like and obviously a lie. another girl said she fucked Kurt Cobain's ghost. Mm. So we now continue. Part two. Part two. Hi, this is part two of my grade nine story. I'll oh, good. try to make it <laughs> She said <faster>. that. <laughs> um, so for my part of things, I got obsessed with the actual spells and the technical details of things. I wanted to be a powerful witch and i you know i read a lot of silver raven wolf uh this was also <laughs> the year that i discovered anne rice the vampire uh, the anne rice's vampire novels so mm-hmm. this plays into this later but uh, i was reading a lot of silver raven wolf and a lot of anne rice at the time and I was casting protective spells on my house and doing the thing where you burn the paper, where you wrote, wrote something on the paper and you burn the paper and oh, then the yeah. air nice. takes mm-hmm. the paper or the air yeah. takes your intentions and that's a spell. And I was doing this for about a month and I really, really believed this and I really thought I was getting in touch with things and I was really doing research into real life um Real life supernatural instances, real life, you know, I was trying to really find places with magic so I could like really get some power. I had issues when I was 14. (laughs) And we've just shown we did too. (laughs) I actually found out that the town I grew up in had apparently a lot of ghosts for one of the most haunted cities in Canada, apparently. And also, in the 90s and, like, through the, from the 70s through the 90s, we had a lot of Satanists. A lot of Satanists. And not, not you know, the, the gothy, like, like, Levian kind, like the actual Satan-worshipping, you know, animal, animal sacrificing, like, actual Satanists. And they were still around in the area. Um... And I started getting, like, really spooked out about the supernatural, but I still kept doing this <laughs> stuff. And then one day, I promise the story's going to pay off, you guys. One day, <laughs> this girl 
in science class pissed me right off. And I decided I wasn't going to do good Wicca anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to do something shitty. So I decided to give this girl pink eye. I did a spell to give this girl pink eye. And wouldn't you know it, the week afterwards, the girl got pink eye. Fuck yeah! I was going around school bragging about how I gave this girl pink eye. It didn't matter that her sister came up to me, told me I was being stupid. She got pink eye from her brother. I was at school. <laughs> I gave her pink eye. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then I, then I started to, you know. We don't know because that's the end of part two. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Girl, you gave, him, you gave her pink eye. Yeah, we, it doesn't matter. Uh, she got it from her brother. She still got it. Teen Creeps Cannon. So you gave her pink eye. Yeah, Teen Creeps Cannon <laughs> for sure. Uh, thank you again for part two. We will hear part three Yay! next week. Uh, thanks to everybody else who called too. We will be playing your messages as we as we go through. Um, and remember to play messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Reminder, t-shirt contest, send us your designs for hashtag all caps Vera to teencreepspot at gmail.com. Um, we will keep you guys updated as that progresses. Um, yeah, anything else to say? Well, what are we reading next, next week? week? We're reading The Christmas Killer by Patricia Windsor. Nice. I believe. Um, we may have a guest for that, depending on scheduling. Great. Um, yeah, I think that about does it for freeze tag. Nice. Kelly, always a pleasure. You know what, Lindsay, it's always a pleasure. It's been an honor serving with you. Uh, thanks for joining us. See you next week. Keep it creepy. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. Find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. Shoot us an email at teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And to share your teen and at work creep-related stories, you can leave us a message now at 747-333-6995. For our rating schedule, go to teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening, and keep it creepy.